hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you very much for listening and downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. My name, Trevor Long from EFTM.com.au. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, proud supporters and sponsors of uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is episode 157. Joining me each and every week, the other bloke talking tech, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. Good to be with you once again. I'm just glad I can talk, mate. Yep. I've been to the dentist all afternoon. Oh, no. I reckon they put fillings in every tooth. Uh, a, judging by right? the time I was there, and B, judging by the price. But anyway, moving right along. I'll give you a tip, mate. It pays to wash your teeth every night, okay? Really? Fair <laughs> income. I needed that advice about, teach your kids, mate. Teach about your kids 30 years ago that would have helped, basically. Yeah. Well, teach your kids that. Trust me, it'll save your fortune. Rightio. Well, uh, my kids do well. It's just me that struggles. Anyway, lots. I mean, massive, massive list of things to talk about tonight or this afternoon or this morning, whatever time you're listening, on Two Blokes Talking Tech. You know, apart from crazy big companies, Apple and the like, I've got to say, I reckon Commonwealth Bank is one of the most innovative companies we have locally. I mean, Absolutely. stuff that they come out with is is fun. It works, but it's also really early. That They are seem to be well ahead of the game, and they launched a few things today. And one example of that is because Westpac put out a release a couple of hours afterwards saying, <laughs> oh, by the way, we're doing that as well. Oh, we're here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> so three things Commonwealth Bank announced today, and, and I'll breeze over two of them because the third one's really the cool one. The first one is for retail and business customers. They launched a specific retail and business app, which allows those customers to manage their finances through their through their accounts, but but also do things like invoicing, cash flows, um, receipts, and stuff like that. Plus, there's a little device called Emmy, which is a keypad and, and chip uh, card reader, which accompanies the app and is paired with your smartphone, so you can actually accept tap-and-go and, and uh, chip-based uh, payments on the go. So tradies and florists, whatever similar, it might be. PayPal released something. Yeah, well. PayPal here did that recently, but it's not tap-and-go. So this is leaps yeah. ahead of that already. That that's cool. That's very good business customers. If you if you're a small business and you operate mobile, you should be talking to the Combank. I've got to tell you, tradies. Hello. The, the the second thing is a feature in the app in their Combank app called Lock and Limit. Now, if you've got a credit card, uh, you can now apply four different locks or limits to that card. You can limit or lock it so that it cannot be used on in online international transactions. You can also lock it so that it cannot be used in overseas in-store transactions. So basically you're saying, I don't shop online overseas. I don't go overseas. Don't let this card work. But if you do go overseas... You you could set this on your wife's card to stem the shopping flow. Correct. But you can also set a time limit. So you can say, turn it on for two weeks only. So you say, listen, Joe, 
knock yourself out. You've got two weeks. Yep. Spend up a spree. Or, you know, you go to the races, you think, right, you can, you can only do so much, or you go to a Correct. restaurant. Yeah, right. So, okay. so there's two limit. There's locks that you can put in place for overseas transactions. Then there's limits you can put in place for all transactions. So you can actually set a transaction limit, 100, 200, 500, $1,000, whatever it might be, on that card. And finally, you can restrict it so that it cannot use ATMs for cash withdrawals. So right. really simple because, and it's not a permanent thing, you switch it on and off. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a really useful thing for, to give so, the power of the card to the consumer. Would that be, say, for example, you lost your card? Was that, it's no point doing the limit then. You just cancel your card. Oh, you you'd still it's, just cancel your card. It's but it's, just so to control your own spending. Control your own spending. Or, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're someone that's really worried about, yes, if or you're your really, really worried about um, hacking or, or phishing, skimming, whatever it might be, yeah. and you're worried about someone getting your card details, just turn the limits all down. And then when you're sitting at your computer and you want to make a payment or, or buy something or you're in a shop, you just raise the limit. And then you, you buy the thing and that then you sense. take yeah. the limit back down again. Makes so sense. That's a really precautionary cool. feature, that one. But um... So the last one, though, is where it really wrapped up for me. And that, that didn't make a big deal of it. But I've got to tell you, this is the coolest thing I've seen. Mm. Cardless cash. Yep. As of May, they're doing a software upgrade to every single Commonwealth Bank ATM in the country so mm. that you can now, using the Commonwealth Bank app, withdraw cash from any ATM without actually using your card. So if you leave your card at home, cut your card up for all I care. You yeah. you take out your iPhone, you open up the ComBank app, you say cardless cash, and then it says how much do you want? $200, thanks. And the limit is $200 a day at the moment. Okay. Um, $200, thanks, and I want the money myself. It then gives me a code. I walk up to the machine. I say cardless cash. I enter the code, enter my PIN. The cash comes out. But well, when it, where it gets even cooler, though, Stephen, Stephen rings me and says, mate, <laughs> Look, I need 50. Can you sling me 50, mate? Trev, 50 bucks. Be more you bring me, I think. Mate. <laughs> I've, <Fair> I've <laughs> said, all right, I've got, you know, you know yep. what it is? It's kids. Aaron, Aaron, rings, Aaron rings dad and says, yeah. dad, I need 50 um, yep. you know, I need to get a cab home. And it's, that's a really live example, you it's know. A great example, absolutely. He's gone out, needs a cab home. Yep. Mate, don't, don't even think about walking. Get a cab. I'm going to text you 50 bucks. You, yep. you, you say, I want to give $50, and you put in Aaron's phone number. Yep. He gets a text with an eight-digit code. Then he gets another text with a PIN number. He finds a Commonwealth Bank ATM. He withdraws the cash without yep. ever using a card. That's good. It's very good. It's a really smart feature. And, and look, it just goes to show, you were mentioning earlier, ComBank are really leading the, leading the field here, aren't they? They they're, are. They're one of the most popular banks in Australia. They, their website's sort of in the top five most visited websites in Australia as well. So they do know, they, they've, they are switched on when it comes to these new, this new tech and, and, and really taking us even closer to this cashless society, this using your smartphone for different things yeah. and stuff like that. So. The mobile wallet has become you know huge. And, and it was interesting because um, there's a bloke called Michael Hart who's like the boss of enterprise services. He's the CIO of, of the yeah. ComBank. I asked him a question, just a simple one, like, you know, are all ATMs going to be compatible? You know, what if there's an old ATM? And they said, yeah. But then he, went, he was at pains to point out that this idea came from like an internal competition. They have a competition every month or two that says, give us an idea. And the best idea gets funding to, to, to explore whether or not it's going to work. The funniest part about this is someone, you know, puts up their hand or sends an email, says, I've got this great idea, cardless cash, you know, you can send it to a friend. And he'd, he'd actually already done it. He'd made it work. Obviously, you know, he's a techie and he's worked out how to make it work. And he'd done the whole thing, worked it all out. They didn't even need to do much work or research. They just did it. Yeah. So that's really cool and, and, and shows what an innovative company they are. Yeah.
hats off, mate. They're doing really well. They're they're leading this space. Got to tell you, it makes me want to switch to Combank. I've said that I'm about a other customer, things. Mate. I'm you're, you're a lucky man. I'm yeah. with St George, and I see these releases from Combank, and I think, okay, Westpac owns St George, do it Westpac, and then da 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 da. In the end, the only thing it, it's it's like home loans. The only thing stopping me is because there's you know there's transactions coming in and out automatically. It's just pain in the bum to change banks. Yeah, but yeah, it helps to refinance, mate. You get you know. No, I've already refinanced that, mate. The house is not with a bank. Oh, you've anymore. already done it. Okay. Move, my man Mark Boris, sweet. We're sorted there. Don't worry uh, about that. Uh, you it's, and Mark, eh? It's you yeah. Apprentice this year, there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of great ideas. You're fired. <laughs> um, that's what he'd say to me for sure, day one. But um, it's just you know you've got your you've got your payments for have, your bills and stuff coming in and out. We should of have time. a tech uh, celebrity apprentice. We should do that. Let's put uh, that to him. Uh, 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 there'd be a few people I'd like to fire just quietly. Oh, what, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we won't. Uh, no, no. Hello, everyone listening. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> they're not listening. Our tech colleagues. They're not listening. They're looking at each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to two blokes talking tech. Let me just pull myself together here. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we both were uh, in attendance at the Horton Pavilion. And Samsung, you know, they they, they never do anything small. Oh, what? It's, always, it's always a big deal whenever Samsung have a launch. You know, they, they they don't know. It's go big or go home. And I really like that about them. They really... They, it's a they, blank check approach thing. to a product launch. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And we were at the Horton Pavilion and uh, taken through the new lineup of the, the Samsung TVs, which we saw at CES. But now in Australia, in the market, actually this week, the TVs are already uh, appearing. And, of course, the, the story was, though, that it was the first appearance of the Samsung's curved TV range. And I have to say, the ultra-high-definition models there were quite nice. The, uh, the curved Series 8, Series 9. The Series 9 are the, obviously the hero products, and they're the ultra-high-definition. So that's four times full HD resolution LED models. Uh, there's a 55, 65, and 78-inch model. Uh, pricing we'll go into in a moment, but uh, very impressive. The everyone's saying, "Well, why do you need a curve?" And, and and I think they explained it quite well. The fact that you know your eyeballs curve, the, the the way we look at things through our eyeballs, it's sort of that. That's one thing that sort of makes it more sort of consumer centric now. It's sort of fitting in with the customer, with the viewer. But uh, I quite like though, and I don't know. Did you? I don't know whether you stood in front of the the curved TV and the flat TV. The auto depth enhancer is sort of another feature of the curved TV that it doesn't create 3D, but there's a depth of field in the image. It seems that there's more to it than just a flat surface. Mm. It does. Yeah, I mean, they, they side talked side about they talked about the technology that analyzes the pixels and works out what's in the foreground, the background, and doesn't. Yeah. It, it 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 does things that I guess the content creator didn't wasn't able to do. So it's, it's pretty full-on technology. Well, it's their own algorithm that, that sort of in real time can set that up and, and, and make that calculation. It's got a quad-core processor on board as well. So it's smooth, it's fast, it's similar computing power to our, our laptops and desktop computers. And, uh, of course, it does work with the Evolution Kit as well, which is the, the way that a, a Samsung customer can stay current with the latest operating system, the latest inputs even. The, the Evolution Kit's going to have all the inputs in it as well. So if there's some kind of new input or there's an extra input you get with the latest um, Evolution Kit, so it gives Samsung customers a little bit of peace of mind that they've future-proofed their purchase for a little while longer. But, um, you know, the uh, I, I'm very impressed with the range. There's many of them. I've listed them all on Tech Guide, but the, the, the Series 9, the, the, they're brand-new technology, of course, so they're not cheap. The 55-inch curved is 4999. The uh, the the fifty the sixty five inch is six triple nine, 
Right. But then jumping up to the 78, so that's 13 <laughs> inches bigger, it's 16 triple nine. So those extra 13 inches from 65 to 78, it's gonna it's an extra 10 grand. What was the quote you gave me last night? <clears throat> uh, I will not repeat <laughs> <laughs> it was the. It was basically a very, very important look at the price of inches. Yep. That's how much mm. yeah you pay for a certain amount of inches. Mm. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a very expensive television. I mean, it's almost insane. Yeah, um, well, but this but is it is a big jump though. Seventy eight to from sixty five is solid, solid jump. Oh, this is a massive see, television that really. not only is huge but makes a huge statement in your home. I mean, this is oh, yeah. this is not furniture. This is artwork. This is decoration. Um, but, you know, you've got that money. The, the connected features of this product. So don't forget, it's a smart TV as well. But what, a feature I really like is Multilink. Multilink allows you to divide the TV screen in up to four different sections. And you think about it, each of the four sections in itself is full HD. Mm, that's so right. A full HD, one corner could be the South game, the other corner could be uh, you know, the news, or and what, down the bottom I might have my Twitter feed and Facebook page. Uh, it, it's it's really uh, taken that whole connected experience. And you know how often people are tweeting during shows and things like that. I know we both do it ourselves. So you've got all that in front of you as well. Of course, it's Skype, motion control, voice control, the all bits and pieces, access to content as well. They've got gaming now. You can access games on it as well as apps, movies, you name it, uh, you know, Foxtel, all that sort of stuff. Samsung, uh, massive, massive release for their TVs. And they're already in store, I understand, too. Yep, and uh, it's a it's a huge range as well as their new um, multi room audio range. You yep. know, talking three ninety nine, four ninety nine for those. This is a really important category for them to jump into because this wireless audio is, is just huge. Yep. Um, the full list um, of every product and every price. And there are still flat TVs, by the way, too. Oh, they have just abandoned. There are cur- obviously the curved TVs are the, the hero products, but there are still a, a number of flat. Yep. Ultra HD flat TVs and HD flat TVs as well. So uh, they're not going uh, all in with the curve. They're uh, obviously pr- pr- promoting the fact that it's going to be popular in the market, but they've also got flat TVs if you want to stay the same. Check out all the prices, the long list, as well as some pics of these uh, stunning, gorgeous pieces of kit at uh, techguide.com.au. And we do it all each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, your life connected. And, uh, you know, think about the different things. You've got uh, so many devices. You want to be online. You want to be everywhere. Um, the, the, the things that connect your home are the important networking devices, which you've often overlooked. And when you think about devices like the Netgear Nighthawk we've talked about, is a beautiful um, home router that produces stunning speed. But then there's things like the apps that control it. The Netgear Genie app is not only fantastic for setting up your router, but controlling your network, monitoring your network. It's a very simple way to take a snapshot of what's going on in your home, whether it's for concern about what is actually going on in terms of who else might have access to your network or whether it's just managing the number of devices. As I click on my own Netgear Genie right now, there are 29 devices connected um, to my Netgear Nighthawk. Uh, Stephen, I'm not sure what yours would say, but certainly... Yeah, I'm up there. I'm up there. Yeah, uh, and it does. It ebbs and That's flows. Because, office, yeah. yeah, exactly. Different devices jump on and off. I can see right in front of me the different devices that are connected, and their names are there. I can see the Sonos. I can see my my, my NAS. I can see if my your Apple son's TV. online, cut him off, mate. Tell him it's bedtime. Yeah, well, the kid's iPad white is online. What's going on there? But it's all happening, and you can see it all in uh, in your Netgear Genie app. And if you've got a Netgear product, you should check out Netgear Genie. Uh, check it out at netgear.com.au. Do you love stalking tech? 
You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, Stephen, I don't want to talk about coincidences, but before I talk about the next product, this is yeah. episode 157. Yeah. Yeah? That's a very important number. Why is that? It's got a seven on the end. Seven? Oh. Episode seven, Stephen. Seven. Oh, I mean, you couldn't we, stop this bloke we, we, from talking <laughs> about Star Wars, even well, though there is almost no way to link this to technology, other than the first time I heard about the casting of Star Wars Episode Seven was on Facebook. Yes. How's that for a link? Something that I shared, yes. Well, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate you bringing this in, because we did have a discussion about this before the show, and... Uh, I did say, mate, we've got to try work this in somehow, and you have done that. So I've done that. I mean, episode well, seven casting well, is complete. Stephen, uh, give, give me a minute review of the casting announcement. Okay. Well, the, the big news is that Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford are back on board for episode seven, and that's, for those who don't know, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia. The movie set 30 years after the events of Return of the Jedi, and funny enough, it's 31 years since they made Return of the Jedi, released Return of the Jedi, so they're going to look as they're supposed to look, I guess, 30 years older. But there is also Peter Mayhew, who's Chewbacca, C-3PO, and R2-D2 are back, as well as a cast of brand-new characters that are that are going to take it forward as well. J.J. Abrams is the director, co-wrote the script with uh, William Kasdan, who wrote the script for Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi with George Lucas. So exciting news there for Star Wars fans. There was, uh, as I said on Facebook, the force was strong with this announcement. Bring on December, not, December I think December 17, 2015. I think it's 627 sleeps to go. <laughs> I love the fact, and people need to know, that was not in the rundown. That was there because I wanted, I wanted Stephen to have his moment of glory about Star Wars. And, and this just shows the dedication of the man. He just, that just came, that just rattled off, rattled off the head. Just like it would if we suddenly started talking about Formula One. Formula One. Next, one, we'll have this right. Next week, we're going to have a Formula One, give you a Formula One minute. Okay? No, it's fine. It's fine. Oh. Uh, but you are listening to Two Bucks Talking Tech. Now, there's a segue. Here's another segue. That's movies. That's a yes. movie. And I've been playing around, and you've reviewed the Fetch TV box before because yes. it's available. Fetch TV started four years ago, uh, a box that you could get on iInet, big Australian company based out of Perth originally, but huge uh, ISP now, number one or number two in, in DSL. Um, and this box allows you to get uh, content from the internet as well as your normal free-to-air and record it. Yep. Um, so I, I've been playing with it for the last week because I met with the guys at Fetch, and it turns out they're about to launch this in retail. So while you could get it from Optus, Ionet, and there's some other ISPs coming on board soon, um, Harvey Norman stores are going to stock this in probably late May, early June. It's going to be 350 bucks. 350 bucks is a lot of money, I think, for a PVR. So if you want to record free-to-air TV, mm-hmm. it's a fair bit of cash. But I've got to tell you, it's probably one of the best PVRs I've used. So simple, so easy to use. The EPG is great to navigate. The um, app is also excellent. The yeah. app on your on your iPad or iPhone or Android phone is fantastic for controlling yeah. and watching content. Let's watch content on your app. Yeah, it's really handy. Um, the, the way it categorizes, for people that use Foxtel, you're probably not going to go backwards and, 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 and get fetched. But if you've seen Foxtel and wondered whether or not you wanted iQ, because it is probably the most common PVR in the market, the idea that, that you might record you know seven different shows every day for, for a month and they're all listed in chronological order in your in your PVR on Foxtel IQ. I've linked a few on my Fetch TV. It's insane because on Fetch TV they're just there in folders. So if you want to watch Nine News, there's a folder for it. If you want to watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, there's a folder for it and every episode is there. Plus right. there are packages to watch other channels like MTV, like some pay TV channels are now that's available. That's correct. But when well. you're recording content you can actually say, you know what, I only want to record 
the news once. Uh, just record over itself every night. But in other shows, you can say keep everyone. In other shows, you can keep just a couple. Yeah. Um, the, you mentioned uh, the pay TV channels. They've now got 35 channels. You're talking all, all the good kids' channels, Disney Junior, Nickelodeon. They've got yeah. TV Hits, which is a Foxtel channel. They've got MTV. They've got ESPN. For, thir- for $15 a month, you're getting um, all these extra channels. And they are delivered via your broadband internet. Yes. Now, to be clear, it's about um, it, it's a 1.8 um, gig stream, so it's you know several hundred meg per hour. 1.8 meg stream, it's about seven hundred six to seven hundred meg per hour potentially. Um, could be as low as three hundred. So if you don't have a big data allowance, it's not for you. The streaming yeah, channels. That's something people need to take note of. I think there's a few people being stung with that, especially people subscribing to Foxtel through their devices. That's and right. These. If it's not yeah, metered, so it's, it's, Foxtel um, is fine if you're getting on a big TV, pond connection. Yeah. Um, and you're you're fine with Fetch because you're on Optus, Optus, Iron, and those things. But if you've got a big connection, I'm a big pond, got a big connection. I'm happy, and so I'm streaming. So you can use content. it if you buy it at Harvey Norman. If you're not with Optus or Iron, it correct. Still work. So you can use it, but you've got to, you've got, the data's your own responsibility unless you're with one of those ISPs. Pay fifteen bucks to Fetch TV. That's it. You pay five bucks a month regardless. So you buy it for three fifty. You pay five bucks a month, which gets you access to their thirty free movies a month. And then yeah. you can rent other movies. And as they're you handy go. movies too. They're good quality movies. They they, they pick, yeah, they curate thirty movies a month, which yeah, then up. are up to you to, to watch or, or not. Yep. Um, and then you can rent movies as you go. So that's that's you know if Star Wars is there, you can rent it and, and download it and, and watch it. So yeah, it's mate. And I think it's a Fox Sports. Fox Sports is part of the package. Fox Sports News. Fox footy, yeah, oh, and you got yeah, they can't watch footy, but you can watch the Fox Sports reports. Correct. Fox Sports Natural News. Geographic, but yeah, they've got ESPN as well. Yeah. So there's some great channels, and let me tell you, next year there's going to be a whole stack more channels. Um, because of the ACCC and the way Foxtel and Ostar have merged, basically channels have to come up into the open market. So yeah. it's a good time to get on board. If you want to see Stephen's review, check out uh, techguide.com.au and search for Fetch TV. My review only did a couple of days ago, so it's um, near the homepage of eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick couple of uh, Apple items we can fit into one little segment here, Trevor. And the first is uh, the MacBook Air has been updated, the very mm. popular light and thin laptop. And the, what the good thing about it for customers is that the not only have they made the MacBook Air faster, they've put the latest fourth generation Intel Core processors, dual core processors on board, but uh, they're also cheaper. Yeah. They're $50 cheaper, still cheaper. The entry level is still the same price at 1099 for the 11-inch and all the way up to the 13-inch with 256-gig storage, 1399 which is $50 down. I think it's $100 cheaper in the US, but we get a $50 discount here. Yeah, and, uh, yeah it's uh, Apple, again, quietly put this out, although they did send a press release out today. But, uh, yeah, I think that's good news for anyone in the market for yep. a light, fast MacBook. I've got an 11-inch MacBook Air I only bought recently, oh, six months ago, which has the fourth-generation processor in it. But, um, you know, it's just it's just that extra little step up. So for yep. someone who bought it recently, it's not the end of the world, so don't stress. Um, it's not like it's a radical change. Um, but you know, if you've got a couple of year old one, this is this is the this is the one to get. It's a nice speed coming out of it. So. Absolutely, yeah. With the, with those new processors and, and working with Mavericks, that you get like a, out of the thirteen inch model, you get a twelve hour battery life. Yeah, yeah. it's unbelievable. So yeah, the, the, like nine the, hours on the eleven, it's the pretty impressive. Photos and things of the uh, air update are on uh, techguide.com.au. But the other thing that uh, that you had there a couple of days ago was um, some more recent rumours. And God, don't we love the rumours? Oh, um, we love it about That's the iPhone. Nuts. Well, the uh, what I like about it, there, there's a, a, a an artist, like a, a graphic designer, has come up with what he thinks the phone is going to look like based on the rumors 
and the specs that are floating out around there because there are there's already cases being uh, that are appearing uh, for the phone that has that's six seven months away from being released. I'm just filthy. You wrote an article about that mock up and you didn't do one about mine. I mean, I did a great mock up. <laughs> I, I know, we've spoken about that. We You'd did, be hammering an article about it. You went I, all this. I, a bloke does a mock up. Fair no, dinkum. I, reclu- I included. You don't read my website, mate. I included it on the two blokes story that I wrote yeah. the next day. I, I included the Trevor Long's impression of the iPhone six. I feel like you missed that. I feel like it warranted its own Which article. Trevor, you mm. missed it too. I wrote about it and, and included the picture in my story. I feel it. Re- it required its own article, <laughs> but that's okay. Whatever. Well, for those for those for those who came in late to coin a. A phrase that there's in the Phantom comic. For those who came in late, <laughs> here's what happened. Trevor says, "No, they're not going to make the iPhone bigger screen. It'll be the same size. No, the screen. Sorry, the device will be the same size. They'll just make the screen bigger within that framework." Tick. And then you went to the trouble of photoshopping it up yep. an edge-to-edge screen showing basically an iPhone 5 with an edgeless display mm. that was slightly bigger. Genius. I think you said that the, the, the screen could go up to what size? 4.7. 4.7. 4.7? hang on. What is it now? It's 4. Point what now? It's 4 now. Oh, it's 4. So it'll go to 4.4. Yeah, okay. Well, what this guy's done, this, uh, this guy's this uh, graphic designer has taken all of those specs that they're using to make the mock-up cases – and then created these renderings, which look amazing. The, 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 the screen does go edge to edge, so you got that right. <laughs> but it does curve around a little bit. There's which won't curve. happen. What a load of crap. It will. It won't it happen. Will. It won't. And the thing that caught my eye, though, with this was how thin it is. They're, they're saying if, if the cases are to be believed, that they are, if they're to be believed to be accurate, it's going to be six millimeters thick, and that's the thickness of the iPod Touch. I, 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 th- I believe that's possible. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But it won't so curve around the side of the bloody point seven inch screen, Seriously. mate. It's going to be bigger. Okay, yeah. I think you need to accept the fact that we're up to. Because you remember right how this is where how Apple with their the iPhones in the past they get a design, stick with it for two years, and then change it. They did it with a three three G three GS. They did it with a four four S. They did it with a five and the five S. And it's time to change. We're up to the yeah. six. And this is this is it's what's going to change. Look at my mock up. I haven't shown the back. The back will be rounded like the iPod <laughs> Touch and the iPad Mini, but the front will look. Exactly like my mock up. Think so? Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now at techguide.com. You just searched, yeah, see, I did include it. Search for episode 154. Yep. So three weeks ago, I, I read the caption Trevor Long's impression of the iPhone. Is that what it said? What did I say in the yeah, it caption? Doesn't, it doesn't say that you completely disagree and that you're a moron. Oh, well, I, mean, I, I, wanted to, I wanted it to stand on its own merit. No, so I, did, I didn't want to uh, editorialize it in my story. <laughs> You can check out the iPhone 6 uh, dodgy mock-ups and the MacBook Air uh, (laughs) uh, news and information at techguide.com.au. Now, the Belkin Wemo. Now, um, we'll just quickly do this before we talk about a very cool 4K laptop and then then your minute reviews because we're running very quickly out of time. Um, but the Belkin Wiimote, you know, I've got a stack of them here. You've got a couple at home. Um, these uh, smart home-based kind of automated light switches that you can touch and connect with your smartphone anywhere in the world. 
They released a very simple little update to the app um, uh, yesterday, which I thought was worth mentioning. Um, three new features. The first one is um, sun, customizable sunrise. Now, you can't actually, from the app, make the sun come up at a different time. <laughs> That'd be handy. It would, wouldn't it? But because the sun may come up at a specific time, but not really light your home at that time, what you can now do is add a, a kind of plus or minus to the sunrise and sunset, very much like when you're recording a TV show and you say, bring me the first 10 minutes beforehand and the 10 minutes after. So you can do that kind of thing so that your sunrise or sunset settings are more accurate. And just for, for example on that, I have all of the lights turn off at sunrise because yep. people turn the lights off, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. The second so one is the automation. Yeah, yeah. I like the random, the random, the away mode. The that's away cool. mode is very cool. So when you're away, you set the set the home to away mode, and it will turn your lights on and off at random intervals, not just flicking them on and off like a disco, but you know, turn them on for an hour, turn them off for for a bit longer, whatever. So, so it's that, like there's people living at home. Exactly, it yeah. simulates. Smart. It simulates your, uh, your, you being home because you can do that now by setting times. You can set timers to go on and off. But who wants to set up a million timers? This thing does it randomly so that the pattern's not the same each night. And the third thing they did was, um, was uh, update the, the app so that the switches can now be pressed for a longer period. So when you turn your bedroom or bathroom light on, you press it and hold it for two seconds and it can send a trigger to what's called if if this then that it's a website and an application interface that allows the internet of things to connect so but here's an example yeah. if i had a so you coffee re- recipes yeah if i had a coffee machine downstairs that was connected to another belkin wemo or well let's let's use that example i could press and hold the t- the bathroom light for 2 seconds it'll turn on the light i have a shower i go downstairs the coffee machine's on and and boils um, the other example, I don't know why you'd want to do this, but you could press and hold the light switch and it could send an email to people you de- you determine in the recipe. I have no idea why you'd want to send an email based on a light switch well, going on. The beauty of that is that there are so many different opportun- options that, uh, you know, it's limited by your imagination. You might want to get... You might want your lights to flash when you receive a mention on Twitter. Or I'll, give you you- a, I'll give you a great example um, of the two-second thing, again, with the kids. You're out. Your teenage child is, you know, due home. You say, listen, long press the bedroom light when you get home, and it'll, and so we know you're home. And when he, when he gets not, home, actual he pre- light itself. It's not the app. So the actual no, light. He, when he walks into his bedroom, he pushes and holds the light switch for two seconds, and it sends dad an email saying, "I'm home, dad." Yep, that's, that's cool. fair enough. So you know they're home. Exactly. Simple. Yeah, no, see. no other communication required. So. Hey, You'll have to tell young Jackson when he's old enough oh, to go mate, out. I he'll be hammered that. with technology, Fennec, and he'll be tracking and everything. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Belkin Wemos. If you've got Belkin Wemos, uh, check out the updated app. And we've, there's a couple of things we'll talk about next week. We'll put off, put off the next week um, that talk about uh, other things uh, with regards to tracking and baby monitors. We'll, we'll hold those over next week. Uh, next up, though, Stephen's going to talk about a 4K laptop. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Yeah, Toshiba, uh, they've just released their new range of laptops, 32 models, no less, in the Ooh. new range. And, uh, you know, obviously designed for, you know, aimed at all kinds of users. You've got your students, creative professionals, families, so whatever type of user you are. There's a Toshiba new laptop to suit you. But I thought we'd talk about, at the top of the line, this flagship new device in the range, the Satellite P50T, has a world-first feature uh, for a laptop. It's got the first 4K Ultra HD touchscreen display. Wow. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a pretty big deal, especially if you're a, you know, you're a photographer or a videographer, you want to see your, your work in all its glory. 
uh, and in all that detail, not to mention it looks terrific if you're watching movies and stuff on it. So um, I think that was interesting, uh, the Ultra HD resolution there. I think they start at 1699 but uh, all the way up to 2499 I think if you want the 4K with the touchscreen, the whole, the bells and whistles. But uh, And what I like about it too is that it's, it not only gives you that extra resolution, but it's also Technicolor, Technicolor Color Certified. Yeah. So that if you are a designer or a filmmaker, you know that the colours that are represented on the screen uh, have been calibrated to be 100% accurate and certified. And so what, what real- worries me, though, about that resolution is what it does to, to Windows, for example. I mean, I, I've been using a, a laptop with a, a really deep resolution and everything's so bloody small. And when you try and use all the Windows features to make it bigger, it just doesn't quite work And Chrome browser is, is appalling at different resolutions. So I hope that the resolution thing isn't just a gimmick and that can really work with Windows and, and, and be a great great added feature for the laptop. I think it's sort of designed to more, work more with the content, I think, with the, with your, your videos and pictures and stuff like that. So, um, And on the audio side too, there's, they've also got Harman Kardon speakers. So they've not only is, does it look good, it's also going to sound good. So mm. that's the Toshiba. Uh, I thought I'd mention that one, the P50T. Check them all out. There's uh, photos and, uh, and, li- and information about a, a huge number of them at uh, Stephen's website, techguide.com.au. Let's bring 150 episode seven uh, home with a couple of minute reviews. Um, just trying to get some more Star Wars in there for you, man. Absolutely. Uh, yes. the, fire up the lightsaber. The bridge keyboard. Yes. Well, this is a product that was a product uh, came out of Kickstarter by a Silicon Valley startup. Found a company founded by three entrepreneurs in San Francisco, actually acquired by a group of Australian investors. So uh, we uh, that was the how it was pitched to me that this has uh, kind of become an Australian product. It was uh, it's a keyboard and it's made of aluminium. There is a, a polycarbonate version as well. It's also got a speaker on board. But what's different about this one is the fact that it looks like a Mac. It looks like a MacBook Pro. You just slide your iPad two, third generation or fourth generation into the hinge, and it's and it creates uh, it it. it there's a silicon lining so that it grips on your iPad and you can actually then shut the lid. It gives you 180 degrees range of movement. So you can actually shut the lid and it's flush with the, with the case, uh, with the keyboard. So it actually looks like a little mini laptop. Uh, the keyboard has got a full six-row keyboard. Uh, it's got the function keys, built-in speaker too. So what it does, it brings the speaker on from the back of the iPad. So then you can hear your music on in front of the screen, which is handy if you're watching movies. But I think if you're close to your lap, your iPad and you you like, you know, you need you like the feel of keys under your fingers when you need to write a document or work on a document. This is a good companion. It's a it's one fifty US to get the the top of the line model. There is a cheaper hundred dollar version, which is the black polycarbonate model. There is also another cheaper model without a speaker, which is only ten bucks cheaper than the one fifty. So uh, no, it, it, I, I'm really impressed by the quality of the keyboard and lo, like Mac Mac uses Apple uses that they part of the reason they buy Apple products is because they're a high quality. And this uh, this extends that quality to your iPad if you want to use it as a, as a mini laptop as well. The uh, Bridge keyboard that's Bridge with a Y, B R Y D G E. The keyboard one forty nine ninety nine US is the top of the line, and the address is at techguide.com.au. dot au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. 
And something different from Blue Ant, mate. Yeah, well, Blue Ant we know is a company that produces uh, Bluetooth uh, headsets, speakers for your car to connect your phones. Well, now they've gone into the audio field. So they've, they've created these Pump HD Sports Buds, which are designed for you know athletes and you know outdoor people who want to be connected to their music wirelessly, by the way, because it's Bluetooth. So it's a wireless connection to your device. Uh, and over-the-ear Bluetooth headphones, they are earphones, so they, they do fit. They look like, I've called them, described them as like old-fashioned uh, hearing aids, but the bulk <laughs> of the product is hidden behind your ear and actually supported by the top of your ear. So they're actually quite comfortable to wear. Despite the bulk, they're quite comfortable because other Bluetooth head earphones, uh, it's all in the bud, and you've got to stick them further into your ear to support them. So it could be a little uncomfortable for some users. I quite like the fact that the the top of your ear takes the weight of the product. And, mate, on the audio side, I was blown away. The quality of this, and it's only like $150 pair of uh, headphones, the quality of this, the audio, they've really gone to a lot of trouble to create really excellent sound. I'm talking like good high, mid-range, but the bass really came in. It was surprisingly good. So if you if you want to tick the boxes for wireless Good audio and waterproof. They're waterproof, so uh, you can't use it underwater or to swim because Bluetooth doesn't work underwater. But uh, you can have a shower in these and they'll be fine. You can rinse them off if they're dusty. Uh, yeah, you've been for a workout, you can wash the sweat off them. So uh, yeah, the blue Blue Ant Pump HD Sports Buds, one forty nine ninety nine, and the review is at techguide.com.au.